Crop Preview Podcast. Time we're here to talk all things around 20. My name is Chris Kennedy. With me, as always, is NRL.com crack reporter Alicia Newton. Alicia, thank you for being here. Not a problem, as always, CK. Good to see you. And you, Marty Lenahan, also is here. Marty, thank you for dialing in. Good to be here, guys. Let's talk some footy. It kicks off on a Thursday night. The Roosters and the Eels, a blockbuster clash uh, heading into finals. Uh, plenty of uh, plenty on the line, high stakes. Uh, Roosters two points behind the Eels on the ladder. They're either going to be four points behind or level uh, once the dust settles on this one, Marty. Um, Roosters can't cop a trick with the injuries. They've added um, a couple of outside backs, a couple more outside backs, I should say, to the uh, the casualty ward. Uh, the luckless Billy Smith and also Matt Ikevalu uh, going down. We've got Adam Kieran in the centres. Jamos a recall after one week being dropped. Um, yeah, tough times for the uh, the Roosters with uh, in terms of availabilities, but a very good win uh, last week uh, despite copying those injuries in the first half uh, against the Knights. Pretty resilient, aren't they? They just uh, they keep finding a way. I think. Uh, look, Josh Morris was a I guess to some people's surprise uh, omission from their side, and nice to have him to be able to come straight back in for. Uh, for Billy Smith, who is a very lucky, I think he's played five games in three years, Billy Smith. So, uh, got a feel for him. But Josh Morris, very handy to come back into the side. Uh, yeah, they just keep getting the job done. The Roosters have been remarkably resilient this year. Uh, Parramatta, of course, are, I guess, sort of a bit disappointing last week. And I think the Roosters will fancy their chances a little bit here. Alicia Eels are playing it safe with Mitch Moses. Another week out, um, more of a pain tolerance issue than anything we are told, but uh, he won't be playing this week. So Dylan Brown and Jake Arthur together again in the halves and probably a, a halves pairing that needs to show a little bit more in terms of guiding the team around and finishing off sets. They, uh, they had enough uh, chances to win that game against the Raiders uh, last week, but um, yeah, not quite able to create the points when they needed it. Yeah, and I feel like we probably expected Dylan Brown to step up a little bit more in that role. But if anything, both those players um, are pretty similar in in the way that they play. You know, they like to sort of take a little bit of a backward step and let another playmaker um, work their magic. Obviously, without Mitch Moses, the dominant playmaker, um, it has proven pretty tricky. I think they've won a couple of games with Jake Arthur, but it hasn't all been smooth sailing. And obviously, it's a very interesting dilemma with... um, with his father there as coach. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a very interesting battle, the halves, because I don't think as much as the Roosters were, were awesome last week in that second half. Um, geez, the Knights were pretty average in that in that second half as well with um, with their performance, and I thought the Roosters played to that wind advantage. So, um, yeah, I'm expecting battle of the halves definitely in this one, and um, I think for the, for the Eels, you know, they, they've, they're in, they've got a really tricky run home, and these are the games that... Obviously, they're going to have to win if they're going to stay in the top four because the, the Roosters are very much in this race and, and just playing with a bit of confidence at the moment. Sort of is the battle of the yes, uh, uh, What do you make of the uh, Sam Walker v. Jake Arthur battle? Yeah, I mean, there's very different different players, aren't they? Just different physically, different, uh, I mean, I guess similar in experience, certainly only really burst onto the scene this year. But I think Sam Walker would be playing with far more confidence than Jake Arthur is. There's a lot pressure on there obviously they're sweating on Mitch Moses's return and he's trying to do the best job he can in the interim whereas Sam Walker's the main man at the Roosters and they're obviously very happy with what he's doing so I think he's probably a bit more confident a bit more comfortable in his job there at the Roosters than, uh, than Jake would be at the moment. 
Yeah, for sure. He's uh, going to have his hands full uh, once again. I'm not sure if it's going to be Isaiah Papali or Ryan Madison running at him, but uh, neither's really an appealing option for a, a skinny young 19 uh, year old halfback. I'll finish this off with a tip for this one. I'm going to go with the uh, the Roosters. I just like, uh, as I said, I love their resilience. I, I like Josh Morris coming back into the side. I think he'll have a fair bit to prove. And uh, yeah, I just think they might be able to get away with this one. What do you reckon, Alicia? Yeah, I went with the Roosters as well. Um, again, the halves battle, really intriguing for me. The Drew Hutchinson, Dylan Brown battle. Obviously, we all know what happened last time those two sides played. Yeah, there. So... Um, but yeah, it should be great games. Tilly Supernua as well. I want to give him a mention because he's been awesome on that edge. Um, and yeah, geez, it's just a great, great game on paper. Yeah, well, Satili Tupanua and Isaiah Papali will be marking each other and they went to the same school uh, in Auckland. So a little bit of a uh, score reunion for those two out on the edge to uh, absolutely uh, inform edge running uh, back rowers at the moment. So that'll be another good battle. Uh, I was going to tip the Roosters as well and I thought I might be the only one because I'm on the tipping page and the Eels are pretty uh, comfortably favourites. But uh, we've all gone for the Roosters. So uh, maybe we all end up with they're going to face or maybe we know something the bookies don't. Uh, remains to be seen. But um, yeah, three tips for the Roosters. Uh, Friday footy kicks off with the West Tigers and the Warriors. Uh, Alicia, West Tigers, um, I guess, had that great win a couple of weeks ago and then sort of started strong against Manly and faded away, but up against a, a Warriors team that, you know, just rattled by injuries and departures and um, another season of, you know, sort of stuck here in Australia and uh, petering out, unfortunately, to um, probably not the strongest finish. Yeah, it isn't ending too well for them at all. Um, I think Nathan Brown's pretty much already conceded that, their finals run is virtually almost over and um, obviously Roger going home really hurts them as well just for that leadership. Um, but, you know, I think they've just got to build on next for next year now and, um, you know, finish off the year strong. It's, uh, it's, it's sort of, I feel like they were travelling along pretty well with all the off-field stuff too and then it's all sort of hit them in the last month or so. So, um, yeah, I mean, they've been decimated with injuries and, and losing a lot, a couple more guys, like even Adam from Blake for that nasty finger injury this week. Like, they just can't take a trick. So, um, but in saying that, like, there was a game, I think it was at the FCG last year against the Tigers where they were not expected to win at all and they basically put the cleaners through the Tigers. So we know that the Tigers can be pretty um, vulnerable when it comes to teams that they're supposed to beat and in this occasion they probably should be. But um, they just can't find that consistency at the, at the moment. Um, they had that good win against the Broncos, but then I don't think many people expected them to beat Manly, but just sort of back it up with a a much better performance. Um, but, yeah, it'll be an interesting one at Suncorp where they've been playing okay footy. What do you make of this one, Marty? A couple of tweaks for the Tigers team. Moses Embai back starting in the centres, junior Paonga. Um, relegated. Um, Adam Dewey's probably been the, the main man since he's returned to uh, 5'8". Yeah, he'd be expecting another big game from uh, Adam Dewey. And I think Alex Twal, I'd like him to come back. He had to pull out last week with a shoulder, I think. So if they can get him back on the field up through the middle there, he'd be a, a big in for them. It's Look, it's just, uh, I guess, two very inconsistent sides. We never quite know what we're going to get. I, I feel for the Warriors, it's another, uh, you know, it's been a very tough season being away from home. And I think everybody's happy for them to let Roger Tuivasa-Sheck go. But I guess, as you said, that probably is them conceding that the, the season is gone if they, uh, you know, they're happy for him to be gone for the last six games. And Lisa Narmao made the same request as well, and he's also gone. So massive uh, changes for the for the Warriors. And, uh, you know, having a new captain there, Peter Hiku comes back after a long time out and captains the side. So, uh, look, it's a hard one to pick, isn't it? I think if the, the Tigers are 
fair income. I don't think they're playing finals football, the Tigers, unfortunately. But, you know, with their, I think still they should be going on with the job and trying to finish with a few wins late in the season. So could see them just sneaking away with it. What do you make of that, Peter Hicku, coming back straight into the captaincy and straight into 5-8? We've seen him more, probably mostly playing centre at the Warriors. He's played some wing, he's played some fullback. He's slotted in at, at six when he's uh, needed to. But uh, in spite of all their injury woes, which includes Torhu Harris out for the season, who I assume would have been captain uh, in, in Roger's absence um, for the rest of the year. Um, yeah, Hicku straight back as captain and 5-8 with Cody Nikarima uh, relegated to the bench despite the injury woes. Yeah, it's a big ask, isn't it? I think Adam Fanua Blake might have captained him in a game as well, and he's injured. So, yeah, Peter Hitu hasn't played since about round six, and he's there with Sean O'Sullivan. So, new halves, you know, plenty of changes there. It's a it's a big job for Peter Hitu, but I think he'd be a very well-respected guy at that club. He's a, a senior player, obviously. So, they'll be hoping he can show a bit of leadership. He'll certainly be keen to, to get out there and have a crack after so long out. So, uh, I think he'll be... You know, he can be relied upon to have a big game for them. And look, they'll have a go, the Warriors, they always do. But as I said, maybe the, the Tigers just, uh, you know, just get away with this one. All right. Uh, Alicia, what do you reckon? Yeah, I've gone the Tigers as well. And just on Hiku, I just haven't a look at the list, but he's probably the only, I guess, veteran Warriors player left. You got Freddie Nigarima and Jazz Tavunga on the bench. So they're probably not really captaincy material from the bench. Um, and all the rest of the guys are pretty young or only just arrived to the club. So just shows how depleted they are for him to come in. And he's off to the Cowboys next year as well. So it's a nice sort of reward, I guess, for him um, being a bit of a long-standing warrior. And uh, yeah, hopefully he's on the right note. Who are you tipping? In all that, I go on the Tigers though. I think they'll be too strong. <laughs> Kenny Mamalo up against his old side too. Yeah, well, there's a few uh, Warriors, Warriors have recalled Jermaine Tanoa Brown from the Dragons on that loan deal to cover the um, the Matt Lodge suspension and the uh, Fenua Blake finger injury that, that you mentioned. Sean Bloor starting for the Tigers because Garner's out for a while. They've lost Alex Seifarth as well. So plenty of disruption at both teams. Um, I've also tipped the Tigers, but um, yeah, this is, you know, Absolutely anything could happen, and Tigers are not traditionally great um, at backing it up when they are uh, favourites either. So I just to see how that one pans out. We've got a Queensland derby to finish off our Friday night footy. Uh, Alicia, I'll start with you. The uh, Broncos and the Cowboys, two teams uh, not going too strongly at the moment. Um, I'll start with the Broncos first. So not too many changes. I don't think TC Rabadi comes back into the side. Um, they're sort of sticking with um, the, the Gamble and Croft halves combo at the moment, which is a nice little run of continuity. You haven't seen a lot of that this year. Yeah, they are. I think Albert Kelly's there on the reserves list as well. I think he's got a pace of fitness test. He might come back into it. But, um, you know, the Broncos, obviously, they're a bit disappointing last week after, you know, previous weeks that they've had, um, had some success. So, um, yeah, they lose Corey Pakes and Thomas Flegler this week. Um, Flegler to suspension and Pakes with injury. But um, yeah, look, I, I just think searching for improvement, they're obviously they come in 15th. They've got to try and avoid the wooden spoon and the Cowboys aren't much better. Haven't won a game since, um, basically since Jake Clifford left. We sort of say it every week, but Tommy did and poor bloke, 21 consecutive losses. I think he's, he's had in his career so far. So it's absolutely nuts. He'll be wanting to change that. Um, it should be a good game. These games always live up to the hype. doesn't matter where they are placed in the ladder. I think that the last time the sides played earlier this year was quite a decent game. So, um, yeah, plenty on the line in this one. 
what you make of the Cowboys, Marty. Like Alicia said, it's a long time since uh, Tommy did and started in the seven and sung the team song afterwards. But, um, you know, they weren't too bad against the Storm last week. They mid they uh, led midway through the, the second half, which is a point in the match we all thought they were going to be down by 40 by then. So it was a pretty good fight from Todd Payton's men, even though they didn't uh, get the result in the end. They were great last week. I think, you know, they uh, anyone that takes the game up at the Storm like that, we just expect the Storm to rumble past everyone by 30 or 40 at the moment, especially teams that are, you know, where the Cowboys are on the ladder. So I was really impressed that he's been able to name the same starting 13, which I think for, for any team at this time of year with uh, injuries and guys just, you know, some blokes needing a rest and carrying niggles, it's nice to be able to put the same team on the fields. So... Look, I reckon they would have taken a lot of confidence out of last week. A, a close loss to Melbourne is uh, is pretty much as good as a win, I reckon, for, for a lot of sides these days. So I think they take um, yeah, they take a lot out of that game. And I think Brisbane, on the other hand, have just, you know, they're up and down. They're they're all over the place. Have they really been any better than last year? I don't I don't think they have much. They've had some good wins, but not a huge amount to take out of the season. So I think I think the Cowboys on that momentum of last week and as I said, the same lineup, they can uh, I can find something here, I think. Who are you tipping, Alicia? I went the Cowboys, who, uh, just checking, they are ranked outsiders, which is a little bit of a surprise. Um, but, both, yeah, as Marty said, both sides played pretty well last week. Even Brisbane against Penrith you know, put in some effort. So, um, yeah, expect a close one, I reckon. I actually went for the Cowboys as well. So it's the second time in three games, all three of us have gone against the uh, the bookies' favourite. Interesting uh, selections there. So the uh, fourth game of the round is the, uh, who is it? The 3 p.m. Saturday game, the Dragons and the Rabbitohs. Um, Alicia, I'll start with you. Can you make any sense of this Dragons team for me? I haven't been able to for the last month because there's just so many changes. Just having a look this week, like Blake Laurie, Jack Burr, Jack DeBell and Josh McGuire are the ones that, um, uh, uh, copying their one-week ban for the, the whole famous barbecue incident, um, which I find it pretty fascinating, just given that, like, what, three of the four of them are, are really key forwards, like how they sort of worked it all out and how they would serve it. Well, they had another two it. weeks to do all their bans, and they've done, I think they had five left to do, and they've done four of them at once. They could have actually played one of those guys this week and had only had two out next week, so it's a little bit odd. And then you've got, like, Corey Norman playing in the centres with Junior Amoni. Yeah. Um, Tarek Sims playing in the middle, which I'm not sure I've ever seen him start in the middle. No, so it's just all over the place. I don't know how much thinking has actually gone into it. Um, and rightfully so, they, they are ranked heavy outsiders against the south side that just keep sort of marching on. But um, yeah, like Tyrell Sloan gets another chance at fullback. He's been pretty impressive, yeah. I think. Um, been a real shining light. Um, I'm interested to see how... Corey Norman goes in the centres if he plays there. You've got um, Cody Ramsey there in 18. He might come in if he, I think he has a wrist injury at the moment. So, um, and then there's obviously also Jordan Pereira there and, and Braden Williami. Um, so whether there's some late changes, I don't know. But yeah, the centre pairing is not their, really their strong point. Um, it's hard to, it's hard with the Dragons too because they're still in the finals hunt. You know, like they're mm. they're very much in it, and it's just all this disruption is just not working in their favour at all. So. Um, yeah, it's going to be a tough battle for them this weekend. Well, they're not just still in the finals, huh? They're still inside the top eight. They're still placed eighth. Marty, can you work out like they've dropped, other than taking more bands than they needed to this week, they've dropped Matt Dufty out of the uh, the 17. For And like Alicia said, Tyrell Sloan's been going pretty well. But um, yeah, a few guys in their reserves or extended list they, they could potentially be calling on. So uh, I'm not sure what's going on with this team list, but uh, you know, what do you think when you look at it? 
Well, it feels to me a bit like they, they pegged this game as one they were probably going to lose anyway. Like, no matter who they left out of this game, um, I think they perhaps felt as these bands went by, this might be a one that they just conceded. So maybe thinking they would win. They certainly would have expected to beat the Titans, I reckon, no matter who they put on the field. That was a, a miserable performance. So I think they've kind of back-ended a lot of it into this game, thinking, well, we'll leave four guys out this week because they really probably expect to lose to South. So maybe that's the way it was looked at. Um, they've got no chance the way they played last week. The, the whole, um, you know, the Paul Vaughan incident, all the ramifications of that have seemingly undone their season. I think they were going to be 50-50 to stay in the eight anyway. They haven't been a, a hugely consistent side anyway, but that's just unraveled for them. So if South put it all together, which as they've shown, they can pile on 30, 40 points very quickly as they did last weekend, as they've done in several games, uh, it could get pretty messy for the Dragons, I think. What do you make of this South team? Uh, 60 points to 22 against the, the Warriors last week. It was a training run for a lot of it. They still managed to let in uh, four tries, which has sort of been the story of their um, their past few or past couple of months is, you know, pretty much comfortably winning games, but still making um, too many defensive mistakes and letting in more points than uh, Wayne Bennett would be happy with. Yeah, certainly that's the biggest issue for them. And you get, you get to the finals and you can't be you know, giving up that many points. We saw a team like Canberra last week. I guess that was a bit of a blueprint for how you play. You've got to play those tight games. They shut Parramatta down. Their defence was unbelievable. So they are certainly giving up too many points. You've got a little niggle around Adam Reynolds. I think they'd be hoping that he'd be right to play. Obviously, Cameron Murray out for a one-game ban. So, yeah, a little bit of a little bit of upheaval there for South. But really, you know, they'd only have to be at 80%, I think, to, to roll over the Dragons. But Wayne Bennett will be looking for a performance where they give up one or two tries, that's it. They, they really need to knuckle down, finish a game off and, and keep a team to a, to a very low score and, and defend like you would expect them to defend in a final. Who are you tipping for this one? Oh, I'll say, uh, I'll say South. I think, uh, yeah, it just looks like a walk in the park for them and a, and a really good hit out to, uh, to tune up their attack again. What do you reckon, Alicia? Yeah, South by plenty, um, but I am expecting Adam Reynolds to probably not play, just given what they sort of said earlier in the week. Um, yeah, I'd be really surprised if they did risk him. It was only a minor hamstring issue, but, um, you know, what's the point of risking it with a few games left before the finals? Yeah, apparently it's not the main sort of hamstring belly muscle that's the really problematic one, but it's still a hamstring tweak for your, one of your absolutely most mm. important players pretty close to the finals. And you've got uh, Blake Taft there in Jersey 14, who was probably more of a halfback before he f started focusing more on fullback. So it uh, wouldn't surprise me if Blake Taft comes into the start alongside um, Cody Walker in the halves and, um, you know, Tane Mill or someone like that comes into the, or Braden Burns potentially comes into the uh, 17 on the bench. But um, yeah, huge. Uh, win for South uh, is my tip also. Um, Knights and the Raiders, 5.30pm on a Saturday at Suncorp Stadium. Uh, Alicia, Knights, um, very poor last week. Raiders, pretty impressive. What are you expecting from this one? Um, I'm expecting a very decent game, just given who the Knights have got back. But um, I think Adam O'Brien last week describes the performance, like just low IQ in terms of their footy, just not a lot of smarts about them, especially in that second half. You know, they were running into a win, but geez, their kicking game was really, really ordinary. And that just experience, you know, in the spine, there's, there wasn't a lot of it. And 
Kalen Ponga had that sternum injury. Um, he clearly was affected and just wasn't getting into the game at all, which I feel like against the top sides, he's yet to really sort of make his mark against those top juggernaut, you know, top four teams. I, I want to see a bit more from him. So, um, yeah, Mitchell Pearce, a bit similar to Adam Reynolds. Um, you know, he's racing the clock to play. If he plays, it's a massive in and um, sort of just changes the whole way the Knights attack. Um, Bradman Best is back as well. Um, but, yeah, it's pretty much now or never for the Knights. Like, they've got one of the cruisiest runs home um, based on, you know, form. And the Raiders are taking their opportunities at the moment, which is a massive difference. You know, they've really hit a purple patch of form and um, found, a bit of, uh, found a bit of a groove. So it should be a really interesting one. What are you expecting from this one, Marty? Bradman Best and David Clemmer and potentially Pierce back for the uh, Knights, but the Raiders, despite uh, missing a few key uh, cattle, were obviously very good last week. Very impressed with Canberra last week. That was uh, that was a huge win for them. And that, you know, that desperation to save that last try with Mike Acevo, that just shows a team that's really, they're, they're on a roll, three wins in a row. Obviously a lot of confidence back in the joint now. And to be coming across and you, you can say that they probably shouldn't have let him get so close to scoring in the last few seconds, but the desperation that was there is, is a hallmark of a good side. And I just think Ricky Stewart will be very confident drilling into them. The fact that they're very much in this race for the finals. Now they've got themselves up to ninth. They're right in the hunt. We keep talking about the dragons potentially falling away. So there's a spot that could well open up for Canberra and, you know, Jack White and back in the side, he should be okay to go. And I just think they keep rolling along. They're looking, they're looking really good. And if they have that same defensive intensity that shut down a, a top four side like Parramatta, then they can shut down Newcastle for sure. Uh, so you're tipping uh, the Raiders, Alicia. Oh, I can't remember who I tipped in my um, ex in my experts view tip, but um, I think. I think I went the Knights, probably just pure bias. But it's, as I said, if Pierce plays, I think it's now or never for them. They have to click and uh, probably won't tip them again this year if they don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Raiders for me, three in a row. And uh, Knights uh, got a lot of improving to do after the way they played last week. So uh, we'll move on to the third Saturday game. Now, this one, the blockbuster we've all been waiting for pretty much all season. Uh, Alicia, it's had a little bit of the uh, the wind taken out of the sails by all the Panthers injuries. It's not quite the, um, the two full-strength juggernauts that we were uh, hoping for. If you told me back in, what, round 10 or 12, say 12, when the Panthers were on like a 12-0 and zero unbeaten streak and pulverising everyone and Storm were only, you know, still sort of recovering from that two early losses, if you told me that they were going to be, what, $5 or something outsiders against the Storm, where are we? Uh, $5.50 outsiders against the Storm. Um, yeah, I would not have expected that. Yeah, it's a massive mismatch now, unfortunately. Like, we're looking forward to, obviously, the last time those two sides played grand final rematch and, uh, you know, um, Penrith, that that really my kick out try saver from memory, you know, earlier in this year was just amazing. So, um, yeah, I, I'm not too sure on Penrith this week, just given, I guess, Melbourne are just so difficult to to beat and and just get close to. We, we saw the Cowboys put in a massive effort. Penrith are going to need that in more... Um, that's not to say they can't do it. We've obviously seen Maddie Burton and Jerome Loy get the job done in the halves. Um, but just for me, James Fisher-Harris, you know, moving for the next couple of weeks back to Sydney um, is a massive blow and they won't have to beat a Pangai Jr. this week. Um, obviously, he's not James Fisher-Harris, but um, he's definitely a boost. So with those guys out, obviously, Nathan Cleary is still at least another week away. Um yeah, I think it's going to be a really tough ask, but it's it's also going to be, you know, a challenge that they're not used to and they know that 
I guess the competition isn't one this time of the year. You know, they sort of a few weeks to sort of get themselves right for the finals. So, yeah, a bit of a test to see where they're at. But, um, yeah, I think it'll be pretty tough. Just on what you said about um, Matt Burton and Jerome Luai, they did, in fact, guide the team to a win over the Storm early this year. Nathan Cleary had to sit out that game due to a head knock um, the week before. Is it uncharitable of me to suggest that the Tyrone May um, injury may have taken a decision out of Ivan Cleary's hands that he should have already made in terms of who his halves pairing should be with Nathan Cleary out? Because... um, you know, I know Tyrone Mays had a couple of, um, you know, he set up a couple of tries last week, but in terms of who the halves pairing should be, the kicking game, the, the general game management, surely Burton and Luai is better than May and Luai. Yeah, absolutely. I think the only thing was, you know, both sort of left foot kickers where I think Luai from memory went on the right side of that game. Matty Burton went on the left and they use Matt for a lot of kicking. Obviously, we know he's got a massive boot. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. They obviously haven't played together as much as they're on the left edge but as a partnership in the halves for a little while as well um so yeah I think Tyrone May sort of turned a little bit of a corner I thought um last week and obviously the week before um against the Warriors so um yeah it's just another test for them um I think I think they're all hoping that Nathan Cleary gets back next week but if not they're gonna have to settle for this for the next few weeks so no bigger test than against Melbourne what about the other outs, Marty? I mean, James Fisher-Harris has been the best front rower in the competition all year. Isaiah Yo probably the best 13 in the competition all year. We saw him dominate in origin as well. Um, and Brian Toto has been probably the best winger all year. And I don't think we can overstate the amount of um, importance he brings to the team just in terms of trucking it out of yardage and getting those sets started on the right foot and bustling his way downfield for 15 or 20 metres and bouncing out of tackles. I think, you know, other than Cleary, some of those other outs are absolutely huge. Oh, he's been enormous, Brian Tyro. I think if, if Penrith win this game, this will be as, as big as any win they've had in the last two years, I reckon. Like they were on that, they had that unbelievable run last year and unfortunately saved their worst game for the grand final. And, you know, they, they, these two sides in 2020 and 2021 have just been unbelievable. And I think, you know, we've, we've looked forward to the game all year and that round three match was incredible. Viliami Kikau was on the deck. He got knocked over in that last play and then made his way all the way across and saved that try. So I think it means a lot to both these sides to, to win this game. Melbourne have obviously won 15 in a row, which has equaled their, their club record. So I'm sure they'd love Penrith to be the 16th uh, notch on the belt there and make them... Uh, given they've had such a great rivalry, I think they'd love Penrith to be the 16th uh, in a row. So you'd have to favour Melbourne pretty heavily, but I just feel like uh, Penrith might be able to find something special. And as I said, I think it'd be as big as any win they've had in the last couple of years if they could get up. With the Storm, we've almost stopped talking in these podcasts so much about who they've got in and out because they've had so many disruptions this year and it just hasn't mattered at all. But um, against the Cowboys last week, no Cam Munster, no Delphinoukin, no Felice Kafusi, all those guys come back from their origin rest. Um, Ryan Pappenhausen, once again on the bench, gets uh, you know blows the, the cobwebs out last week. So we're interested to see how many minutes he gets and how he gets used. So no reason that the Storm can't be significantly better this week than they were last week as well. And Harry Grant also down in the uh, reserves, a chance of coming back from a hamstring strain, not in the 17 at this point, but uh, an outside chance. Absolutely. It's uh, it's a phenomenal lineup, and it's going to get very uh, difficult for Craig Bellamy when he gets uh, towards those finals to work out. You know, and it's, it's a great position to be in, but also a, a huge uh, headache, I suppose, at the selection table with Pappenhausen, Nico Hines and the hookers and 
it's just an incredible lineup. And Harry Grant, as you said, he's getting very close to a return. He's a he's a key part of the side. And all those ins that you mentioned, guys that they've been able to give an origin rest to. And whereas the, the origin period obviously has left Penrith battered and bruised and probably something they haven't had to deal with before having so many guys out. Whereas Melbourne, I think, having been through a lot of that before with Munster and Kafusi and Welsh and Adotar and all those blokes being part of Origin for a while, have just handled it beautifully, given them all the rest, having missed a beat 15 in a row. It's just a phenomenal performance. So that's a tip for Melbourne? I'll go for Melbourne, but yeah, as I said, I really expect Penrith to, I think they can they can really make it a great contest. But yeah, I think Melbourne just too good. And Alicia? Yeah, Melbourne as well. But like Marty, I think Penrith won't lose any confidence if they, they don't get close in this one. They, they're heavily depleted and they're building for something a lot more. Yep, uh, Storm for me too. Sunday footy kicks off uh, with the Bulldogs and the Titans. Uh, Alicia Kyle Flanagan returns into the uh, the Bulldogs halves with Lockie Lewis, uh, Demoto. They also get Adam Elliott back from uh, injury. Um, you know, sitting at the, the bottom of the ladder, uh, probably had a, you know, a little bit of a chance last week against the Sharks, but um, bottled it pretty hard. Titans, um, you know, been pretty mediocre for the middle part of the year, but were really impressive against the Dragons. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those games where you sort of look at it and go, oh, yeah, Titans should comfortably um, get this job done. But we've seen in the past with them, they're just so unpredictable. And, um, you know, Canterbury's chance to sort of get off the bottom of the ladder, it's, it's closing. You know, they, they're, what, four or six points off um, 15th spot and just need to need to get results otherwise they are going to get their first wooden spoon in a long time so um yeah it's it's he's obviously changed things up Trent Barrett looking for a few things um Kyle Flanagan gets his opportunity um you almost think it's his last chance I don't know there's talk today that he might be going on elsewhere I think he denied that but um yeah you just don't really know what what the future holds for him unless he can pull a couple of decent performances out. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where to really go for the Bulldogs from here. I thought, um, you know, some of their some of their players did pretty well on the weekends. They put like a couple of minute, uh, like patches of performances together. Obviously, when they came back in that second half, um, you know, things were starting to look good. That's the sort of footy that you want from them. But, um, geez, yeah, I don't know. It's just slim pickings for the rest of the year, I think, for them. About the Titans, maybe the um, decision to... Demote David Fafita to the bench. I don't know if it was a demotion per se, but um, benched on game day. But it looked like he had a point to prove when he got on there, tearing away on that right edge like he does with that try and then set up a, another try. He's been named to start this week, but I think the expectation is that he might get the uh, the same game day benching uh, again for this one. Yeah, he seems to uh, seems to be quite happy. If, any, if last week's any indication, he sat there. I know blokes all want to start the game, but he just came out with uh, all the, I guess, the pent-up of a, emotion of a guy that had been wanting to get on the field and just pull the Dragons apart. You could see him doing something very similar. The Bulldogs' defence out wide, if he's out there, you saw Sean Johnson last week just pick it apart when he was on the field. Jaden Knockenboard is coming in off his wing, you know, getting nothing. It was just too easy for Sean Johnson and the game obviously changed when he went off. But you could certainly see the Titans uh, doing a number on that defense defensive line again, and the feeder will play a huge part in it. And I think Luke Thompson is a, a massive loss for the Bulldogs. He's been a real enforcer for them in the forwards, and unfortunately, uh, the enforcing went a little bit too far last week, and he finds himself out. So, uh, yeah, he's a massive loss. So you'd think the Titans, as inconsistent as they've been, they should be uh, they should be winning a game like this. Who are you tipping, Alicia? 
Young Titans as well. And um, just a quick one, a bit of a bonus, but they're playing a lot of games at home, you know, that are technically away games for them, which is a bit of a boost because they do get a bit of a crowd support. So, um, yeah, I think Titans for me in that one. Titans for me. Also, final game of the weekend, uh, the Battle of the Beaches, the Sharks and the Sea Eagles. Uh, Alicia Sharks did what they needed to do um, last week, but as Marty touched on, they lost Sean Johnson. Pretty big out for them. Um, no Matt Moylan, or we don't think he's down there in the uh, the reserves list, so it could be a Tracy and Trindle uh, combination um, in the halves. I think they get Aidan Tolman back from uh, suspension up against a, a Sea Eagles side that um, really hit the gas where they needed to last week with DC and Turbo on fire. It's pretty cruel because we were, you know, waiting for Matty Moylan to get back because we knew how well he played with Sean Johnson in the halves and now Johnson's at risk of um, missing the rest of the season with that hemi. Um, spoke to the Sharks earlier this week and they're sort of saying they're hopeful it's four weeks, but they're also, um, you know, not so optimistic at the fact that it could be much longer than that. I think it's pretty severe. So, um, yeah, Tracy gets his opportunity in the halves. We obviously know he's done a really good job in the back line this year, um, being one of their shining lights. But um, I guess it just leaves Braden Trindle, you know, putting his hand up to take a bit more dominance on the field. And uh, whether Matty Moylan gets, you know, time off the bench or, or whatever, we'll have to wait and see. But, um, yeah, you just feel like the wind's been sort of taken out of them with that Johnson news. It's, it's pretty terrible because, he, you know, he's been one of their, their best sort of playmaking making options for the last... Um, you know, last couple of years, really. So he's, he's set up all their tries. So, um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one, obviously up against Manly, who are just um, sort of like South. They're just getting the job done and probably conceding more points than what they'd like. But, um, you know, they're just not the right time of the year yet to sort of address that. How are you rating this contest, Marty? The uh, the Sea Eagles still in six, but a, a big gap now on the ladder, really between uh, sixth and seventh. I think three wins and 200 differential points. So Manly's definitely in that sort of top group and um, Sharks are in the, the bottom cohort, even though they're, they're next to each other on the ladder effectively. Well, mate, I reckon this will be a great game. It's Sunday afternoon, should be in the sunshine up there at Redcliffe. Yeah, great occasion for people in Redcliffe to have this match. I think it, it shapes as one of the best matches of the round because Manly, we know, have got plenty of points in them, great attacking them, and, and so have Cronulla on their day. So I really think there'll be uh, it'll be an expansive game. I think uh, I think Manly have just been such a, you know, ever since Tom Trevojevic came back and they started this charge, they really would fancy themselves of uh, going well into the finals, I think. And if they're going to do that, they certainly would expect to, beat a team like Cronulla but yeah I expect plenty of points should be a, a highly entertaining game and uh, I, I do think Manly will just have probably too many weapons for Cronulla but should be plenty of plenty of tries on offer I reckon on a, on a nice Sunday afternoon. Didn't really mention the uh, the regional footy but the Dragons uh, South game at 3pm on Saturdays in Rockhampton and the Eels and Roosters kick us off in uh, Mackay on the Thursday night. Um, so who was that a tip for Marty? I'm going to tip Manly. I think uh, I think it'll be a great open game, and yeah, one of the I guess one of the upsides of having the competition moved uh, all up to Queensland is the chance for those people in in you know real heartlands of rugby league to to see these games and expect some great crowds and great atmosphere there. Who are you tipping, Alicia? I'll be Manly as well. I think um, yeah, they've got a little bit more to give, and I just think attacking wise, they'll have too much. Yeah, no, I agree. I think with uh, with Sean Johnson out and DC and Turbo on fire, this has Manly written all over it. That is all eight games from Round 20. Thank you once again, uh, Alicia and Marty, for being here and to everyone for listening. Enjoy the footy in Round 20. We're back this time to, uh, next week to talk through Round 21. <laughs>